And that's why I'm fairly certain that not only is Tom Cruise a part of the Illuminati, but he runs it. Yeah. That that light's on. Are we recording right now? Why didn't you tell me? Um, hey, everybody, on this week's episode of No Green Eggs, uh, Turtles, weird, huh? I'm going to tell you more about my book. And my daughter had a bad attitude, so I became philosophical. All that and more on this week's episode. Why didn't you tell me, man? You should... I I look like an idiot. Like, what the heck? You're still recording. What are you doing? Stop the... Welcome to No Green Eggs and Ham, a podcast about nothing and everything. It's not a show where I take jabs at the infamous Dr. Seuss, but where I tell stories, share some writings, and dive into topics like art, weird inventions, pop culture, and anything having to do with cubby wubby room room tea. So throw on some clothes, grab a coffee, and ignore your responsibilities as you listen to the just okay sounds of your host, me, Sam I Am. Here we go. Everyone knows the story of the tortoise and the hare. Now in the cartoon, I think it was Looney Tunes cartoon, they had, um, yeah, I think Bugs Bunny versus a tortoise, and I, th- I think, I don't know, but you know, you have it. Like, of course, the the bunny's faster and stuff like that, but the bunny gets distracted, and then, you know, the tortoise ends up winning by just being slow and steady. But I don't think that that's true. I'm pretty sure that turtles are maniacal, methodical, and hate being anywhere that you are. They're like cats, except of the reptile world. They, like, just can't be bothered. Just leave me alone. Just feed me. And pet me when I want it, but otherwise just get off. Go away. Turtles, I think, are the same way, except less touching than a cat. They, they, they want less to do with you. You know, give me some food, but then just bug off. Well, we had a turtle. Um, I I think I was a teenager. I was young. And I remember in our, our uh, basement, we had this big, huge 55-gallon tank that was empty for years. It was on a stand. It was a great tank for whatever, you know, for fish, for reptiles, anything you put in a tank. I don't know. It could fit a boa constrictor so big. But we never had anything in it. And then one year, my dad just, like, found a turtle and put it in. And it was a beautiful turtle. We called him Reggie. He had a black and red shell patterned. It was really cool. I don't think we had him very long, though. Maybe a couple months, if that. And one one day, we took him outside to, I don't know, go for a walk or something. Uh, what do you do for a turtle or with a turtle outside? I, I don't remember. And I don't know who exactly did it. I, I just remember being there. And I don't know if it was just me, me and my brothers or me and my brothers and my father. I don't, I have no idea. But we put this turtle in the grass with this big backyard um, kind of like a field. It wasn't that that huge, but it was you know big enough you can run some football plays and stuff and p- 
play croquet, like a croquet fields, I think had to be pretty long in order to like stretch out, you know, to get the, between the poles and the, the hoops and stuff. So it was at least big enough to hold a croquet field or a croquet game, whatever. Um, but anyway, it doesn't matter. We had a ton of trees and, you know, we had wildlife that lived around us, but nothing crazy. I mean, we had birds, but they were like the size of sparrows. They were some kind of blackbird, but they weren't ravens or crows. They were smaller. Um, they would dive bomb us once in a while. Those were evil birds. Now that I remember that. I think it was like the birds that you saw in the movie birds. They probably just wanted to just get us off their land. That's probably what it was. But anyway, we put this turtle down in the grass and something, we were going to do something and I guess whoever's involved turned their backs for like a minute, came back and the turtle was gone. Just gone. And we're scanning the yard, we're walking up and down it. We have, our living room was above the garage, so it was actually like the second story and we had windows all around it. So you have somebody looking outside through those windows because they had a vantage point. And we just couldn't find it. All around us were just backyards of other people's houses, all surrounded by fences, chain link. wasn't like they can get under the fence. So this turtle would have had to climb over a fence. Not only run away, it ran away. It ran away. But not only did it run away, but it would have had to like leap over a fence in order to get away. That's real hatred for the owner. If this turtle's like, I got to get out of here and just bolts. I mean, he, he might have like, maybe they have like a quick burst of speed and then they're like done for like hours. Like this, is, I have to rest. But we can see into every backyard and we didn't see anything. There was nothing. And then it's not going to go the other direction because that's just all concrete. It was a big, long driveway that went up um, uphill and met the road. It wasn't going that way. So where did it go? Maybe a, a bird took it, but the thing is, it's a heavy turtle. You know, it's at least a few pounds. And unless it was a hawk, which we didn't have in our trees, these little blackbirds weren't going to get it. There were no raccoons. It was the middle of the day. I don't know. You know, we had three dogs, but none of them were outside. It's, it's crazy. The turtle ran away. I would like to tell you that that was the only time in my life where a turtle escaped me. But it's not. Before I tell you that one, let me tell you the story about this man in somewhere in England who also lost his turtle. A turtle named Maxie. So this guy owned this turtle and he lived near a farm. He, it looked like he had a farm area. There's a picture online. Um, no, he, he didn't live in a farm. It was just a farming area. And around him is other houses and farmland. There's no woods or anything. There's a bunch of trees, but it's all like in people's yards. Um, and one day he went outside. His his turtle was in an enclosure. And he had, he had like a friend that took care of the, the turtle. And one day the turtle was just gone. And for, I don't know how long he looked, I guess enough to like say, all right, I guess it's just, it's not here anymore. But 12 months later, his turtle was found. Where you might ask? Well, I'll tell you. Only half a mile away from 
his home and actually within a bean a green pea field okay so this turtle maybe smelled green peas and was like this is where i'm gonna live now the article itself is really ridiculous because it's saying that the runaway tortoise was finally found a year after it went missing having traveled just over half a mile at an average speed of just 0.00007 miles per hour during the 12-month period. They're hypothesizing hypothesizing that a turtle took one year to get half a mile. It was constantly moving at 0.00007, no, four zeros, 0.00007 miles per hour. Do you understand that? They're saying, <laughs> this is so ridiculous that I, it, it bears repeating. They're saying that the turtle just was constantly in movement, constantly going, and it took them 12 months to get half a mile. If it was only going 0. 0.00007 miles per hour, don't you think the guy or the helper would have found the turtle just like uh, just uh, barely crawling, barely moving? Like you could just if that was the case, you could go watch a movie, have dinner, watch a, a TV show, have dessert and go outside comfortably aware that your turtle is only going to be maybe a foot away from its original original position. You're like, I can just let it just go. Yeah, you want to play in the yard? Go for it. You'll be there. You're barely going to move in the next, you know, four hours. So I'll, I'll see you in a couple minutes. I, what? No, turtles don't do that. I know that because our turtle just ran away. I know it does. So, uh, it. I mean, this is a ridiculous story. So the turtle basically it left. It's like I'm out of here. I can't take this guy anymore. And went across like this field, over a road, and into this green bean field. It doesn't even look like half a mile. It looks way less than that. But they have a picture of this. And he's like, I can just chill here. What he did is he basically booked it right away out of the yard. She's like, okay, I got to escape. I have, you know, probably like 10 minutes while the guy's out. I'm going to run away. I had to clear this field because, you know, there might be birds around. So I got to, you know, basically get past this, go over road and into this delicious smelling field that I can smell from over here where I will spend the rest of my days just eating green peas and hiding from other things. That's what happened. It didn't take him a year to get over there. It took him two minutes based on my past experiences. He went over there. He's just like, I'm chill though. This is this is where I'm gonna live now. And just he just spent the next eleven months and twenty nine days just walking around this field eating all the peas. The pe- people that found him, one by the way, it was a behavioral economics student. I'm assuming she's still just a student. Made sure to ask the possible owners to describe their tortoise and send pictures first so we can make sure we would definitely give it to the rightful owner. We were worried that people might just claim it to be theirs. 
Who cares? It's a turtle. It's not a dog. Who cares if somebody just claims it? Keep it for yourself. What are you doing? Do you not like turtles? It sounds like this person probably likes turtles and everything to do with nature. Just keep the turtle. Or find a home for it. The first person that says, I would like a turtle. It's yours. What are you doing? Who cares? And then they find out, like, this guy lost his turtle a year ago. And, like, this might be the guy. Maybe this is it. How far away does he live? Well, half a mile. Okay. Based on everything that we know and how fast the turtle moves, like, point zero 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 seven miles per hour, that adds up. That's where it was. That's the right guy. They, these people wanted pictures and proof that this man owned Maxi. Again, that's the turtle's name, Maxi. You just you gotta be kidding me. So, the guy was actually able to tell them that the turtle can be distinguished by a distinctive chip on its shell near its head. So, congratulations. Got his turtle back. I really hope that it escaped again. Like, because he was found, and he's like, all right, I guess I have to escape from someone else's house, but that's okay. I know the bean field. I know where I can get all my nutrients. Hopefully, they don't take me too far. It doesn't really matter because I can move at, like, the speed of light, so I'll be there in no time anyway. And then he gets into the clutches of his old master, and he's like, oh, you got to be kidding me. I'm going to go back in this cage again. And you just know that the guy's going to fortify that cage, so I'm, it's going to make it harder for me. I, and unbelievable. But now that we're on that topic, let me tell you about the second time a turtle ran away from me. Speaking of cage, we found this big turtle in our backyard in our current location where we live now. And I think this is before we had kids. And I found it was, it was a much bigger turtle. I mean, this is a big turtle. It was probably about 10 inches to 12 inches around and a beautiful turtle and basically what I was going to do is take it to a nature preserve that's maybe half a mile from our house and let it go in there because there's like a pond there's other wildlife perfect place for it to be well knowing what I knew about turtles from my past experience I didn't want it to run away so what I did was I took this crate I put it in this little patch of um, landscaping that we had that we used for herbs and stuff for like, you know, basil and oregano and stuff like that. I put it in there and I put the crate over it. And again, knowing what I knew, I took a big rock and I put it on top of the crate just so it wouldn't move. It was a big rock. Well, wouldn't you know, Maybe 10 minutes, half an hour, doesn't matter how much longer. I went outside. The turtle was gone. The crate was exactly where it was. The rock was right on top of it. There were no holes. There was nothing around it. No sign of escape. And this turtle was just gone. The turtle escaped, guys, from underneath a crate held down by a rock without boring a hole under the ground unless unless of course he bore the hole got underneath came out went back and started shoveling the sh- the 
the the dirt to make it look like he didn't do that came out covered his tracks like a dog would like you know kick dirt and stuff and then's like i'm out of here and ran away again over a fence or and here's what i'm hypothesis hi here's my hypothesis <laughs> couldn't say that turtles can vanish boom mind blown turtles are able to just disappear and reappear wherever they want to be turtle in england he's like i want those peas he didn't run away he didn't escape his cage he just went and was gone and just boop, right into the field and that's where he stayed that's why the guy who spent three days looking for his turtle couldn't find him. Because the guy's thinking, well, they go less than one mile per hour a day. There's no way that this turtle got away. Yeah, he did, because they can just vanish. They can teleport. Turtles teleport. That's what happened to the to Reggie, our turtle. He just teleported. He just went away. That was it. He's like, I'm out of here. Okay, go. So, prove me wrong. Go ahead. Leave me a comment. Go to nogreeneggs.com. Go to the comment section. Send me what you think. Send me proof. Proof that turtles don't teleport. Find that for me. Until then, turtles teleport. They hate humans. That's one. They love peas. That's two. And they teleport. That's three. That's the only thing with turtles. Those are the three things. Hate people. Love peas. Teleport. Okay, now for something more serious. Although, the turtle thing, that, that was pretty serious for me. So, yesterday, or this weekend, I should say, um, we went outside. It was a very hot day. And uh, I put the... Our girls have this little pool that you you, you plug um, a hose to it, and it, it fills, like, the outside edges and then, like, streams inside to the center. You know, so it's, it's not huge. just a fun little thing. And... Um, it had a big gash in it, so that was that was done. Um, so what I did was I took we had this the swing set. It's not a real set. It's like a the spinning swing that's on four bars. It comes kind of like a pyramid. Um, and basically I just took the swing off and I attached the hose to that, and then you know turned to different settings so they can run underneath it. And the girls had a great time. It was a lot of fun. They were running. They're so joyful and. They're laughing and having a great time. And, you know, it has different settings on the, the nozzle, so we just switch it to, like, from shower to, like, jet to, you know, mist. And uh, they were laughing and having a great time. And when we're done, you know, it was really hot, so it, it's let them do for, like, a half an hour, and I was like, I'm getting hot. And I could have just went under the water, too, but it's, like, had my, you know, my phone and stuff. I was selfish. But I was like, okay, we need to get in. Uh, it's getting closer to dinner time anyway. And I turned it off, and my oldest daughter says, this is the best weekend ever. And my youngest daughter says, this is the worst weekend ever. I said, the worst weekend? So in her mind, she had a great time until she didn't. And then because the fun stopped, that was it. That destroyed the whole weekend. 
So before she went any further, I stopped her and had her come over to me and I said, listen, you had a great weekend. You know, the day before we did this, this, and this. Today you got to do this, 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 and then we you ended it with playing in the, the sprinkler. I have video of you laughing and going crazy and having a great time. I know you had a good time. And she's like, but it stopped. I was like, okay, so if you take a happy moment, a happy moment in time, and you put an end to it because life goes on, you have to go eat dinner, you have to go to bed, you have to go do something else. If you take that away and in your mind you tell yourself that as soon as fun ends, everything is garbage. As soon as you take that and you basically say, forget all that stuff that I just did. Forget all that. It's just, it's terrible. It ended, so now it's, the rest of the day, it just stinks. And the last two days, they were just nothing. If you tell yourself that, you're going to start believing it. And you're basically, you're going to, every time you get into some kind of situation where you're having a good time with friends or with loved ones, you're going to, and put it in your mind that eventually this is going to end. And if it does, which it will, it's going to be horrible. So it's it's kind of like when we have like a good time with friends that, you know, especially when you're getting older, it's like it, the, the opportunities for like playing games and, and hanging out with people is a little bit less than it used to be, especially when you have kids because... Your your life does center around your children, and which is great. I I have nothing against that. But when you get into a situation where you can actually have a good time with people, I don't that came out wrong. But when you when you have a moment or a, you know a couple hours where you're playing games and you're laughing, and having a great time, and then you basically expect that every time that you see these people you're going to be sorely disappointed because it's not going to be like that again. You know, I'm not saying you're not going to have fun again, but to take that moment and like, it has to be like this every time. It's just, it's, it's not the way things work. You know, it's, um, the expectations are just, you're, you're giving it impossible expectations. So every moment you're expecting I, you know, for a six-year-old, you're expecting to be entertained all the time. You know, we, we try to make our kids bored every once in a while. Just like read a book, find something to do. Don't expect us to tell you and to give you things to do all the time. You know, because we'll fill that space with, you know, cleaning, you know, and organizing and stuff and learning. You know, boring, right? But you got you to gotta be bored. You got to figure something out for yourself. And it you know, that's why we don't give them screen time a lot because it's like, well, they're just going to fill that void with an iPad, which is what we don't want. So, you know, I, I know I'm going off trails here, I think, but basically what I was telling her was you can't let the ending of something determine the 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 meaningfulness of the entire time that you had. I think that's just a a long way of saying, just 
if something great ends, enjoy what you had. You know, be thankful for that time. And don't expect that to keep going, for one, because life happens. You're going to eventually do something that you don't want to do. Most of the time, you're going to do something that you don't want to do. And two, you're going to assume that every time is going to be like that. And when it doesn't end up being like that, when it's not the same, it's going to be a letdown. And not only is it going to be a letdown for you, but because of the high expectations that you have and you're expecting everyone else to have that as well, and your bad attitude basically changes that for everybody. You basically took, you're, you're expecting everyone around you to be at that level that you want them to be at. But not every day is the same. Not every circumstance. Not every party is the same. We had a time when we had, uh, recently we had friends over, we did this, this, um, our breakwater meeting and, you know, shared art and shared some, some stuff. And then we played games, um, Jackbox TV. So you, you basically, uh, use a computer to host the game and you have cell phone, everyone with their cell phones gets to log into the game and you, you play on the TV. It's, it's a lot of fun, but that's not going to happen every time we have a meeting nor is that going to happen as often as we would like it to. It just doesn't work that way. And the next time we do it, if we're able to, doesn't mean it's going to be as enjoyable as the first time. It doesn't mean it's not going to be, but every situation is different. You can't, I can't hope for next time to be exactly the same. One, that could be boring if it's the same every time. And two, it's just an unreasonable expectation. So, I told her that you need to enjoy the time that you're in. You need to enjoy these moments and you can't let the ending of it define the you know, define the good with bad. It's like you're you're basically negating everything that you just did and making it awful. Like you're like this is it just doesn't like it can't last forever. Forget it. I'm not doing it anymore. And you know, I guess I have to you know she's she's six, so I ha- I'm gonna have to you know go this through through this a couple more times I'm sure to kind of help sink it in probably more than a couple more times but I just don't want them to assume that this is how it's supposed to be and it's a very negative way to look at life you know it's it's kind of selfish it's like I'm not calling my daughter selfish so it's just you have this exciting time. And then, you know what? I'm just repeating myself. You get you get the point. Don't don't expect every day to be the same. Don't expect fun to last because it doesn't. Everything came to pass. It didn't come to stay. Nice little quote. That that deals with bad times too. You know, bad times didn't. Oh, they're not here to stay. They come to pass. So you know, you're gonna have fun again. Don't worry. You're six. Life is fun for right now. Just enjoy it. Don't don't expect more and don't expect things to last because they don't. It's just the way it is. You can have great times. You can have see the thing is if you you have a, if you have that attitude where like every moment is a, is a gift. Every moment, every day is something great. Yeah, you're going to have you know some bad cards dealt to you once in a while, but if you live in a way that's 
you're like every day is just something something's gonna happen it's gonna be great and if it's not oh well the next day comes you know it eventually will pass if you live like that i think it's much more positive right than just like if it's not like this then forget it and it's just a, a bad way to live and it's basically just i don't know make you into a moody person <laughs> maybe that's my problem um so i i didn't mean for this to get so serious and hopefully it made sense i'm not sure it did but it just got me thinking you know i she had a great weekend i know she did you know and uh you know she had a great night after that after we talked you know it wasn't that moment of me you know taking that that time to squash her dreams of you know everything has to be fun all the time you know that didn't ruin her night because we ended up doing other things that were fun too so anyway i'm just rambling now before we go um my book yay my book it's um i think it's done i'm pretty sure it's done my editor has taken one last look at the first chapter because i since reading it to you guys in a, in a previous episode, um, I I altered it a bit, uh, just because it it didn't I didn't like it so much, and I know that I've talked about this before. Like I just have to let it go, but I had to just redo it a little bit, and then I sent it off, and I'm stopping. Like that's it, you know. Unless I hear from somebody like, well, this part doesn't make sense, so I I don't think that's gonna happen. But no, I have to let go. It's done. I have to let it go. So. I'm now going to be working on getting it out to you. Um, I'm not positive exactly which way I'm going to go. I found a few things online that I can possibly get it published with somebody, but I'm not sure yet. I, I might even just do like a digital copy on Amazon for now until, you know, publishing, you know, I, I can hear back from publishers or, or whatever. But it will be soon because I'm ready to get this thing out there. And um, I'm very... I'm I'm wary, but I'm also encouraged <laughs> or excited, I should say, but I'm terrified at the same time. So I will get it out there. And as soon as I do, I will let you know in um, the closest podcast episode that I can to release. And um, yeah, uh, you can always check on nogreeneggs.com. I will leave information there about the book when it come, becomes due. Uh, I'll put like a special thing on, on there and, uh, yeah, I should probably start a mailing list, shouldn't I, for uh, updates and stuff like that. I th- maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll start a mailing list and you know do through Mailchimp or something and uh, send you alerts if you want to subscribe. I'll get that. I shouldn't just like hypothesize different things. This is kind of like just me spitballing on air, which is I don't know maybe it's fun for some people. But um, yeah, anyway. Um, look forward to the book because I'm looking forward to people reading it. Okay. And, uh, until next time, see you. This has been another episode of no green eggs. Editing is done by Eovino consulting. Producers for the show are me, myself, and I. The musical director is Donnie Ronaldo, who wrote and performed the theme song on a guitar that I gave him because I don't know how to play. Please remember to subscribe to our podcast on whichever platform you're using to listen to us ramble on about nothing and share the podcast with your friends. 
You can also send us a message or submit a question through nogreeneggs.com or by emailing us at nogreeneggspodcast at gmail.com.